and I was just with a prospective franchisee last week and they asked me and said, do you still have fun? And they, every time it's always yes. You better make sure that every day that you're going to get up and have fun with it. Because if you don't, it's going to be a, it's a long, difficult life to not enjoy what you're doing. That was Travis Odom and this is Guild Stories. Welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I am Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content. We are so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Guild Stories. I've got Travis Odom on the show today. Travis is a franchise owner at Moe's Southwest Grill. He owns 12 of those restaurants. He's got an amazing story. Uh, we have the super awesome pleasure of working with him and his team on some cool concepts on uh, the creative side and the content side. And, and man, we're just uh, really tickled and pleased to have you on the show, Travis. Thanks for joining us, bro. Yeah, absolutely, Justin. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it, was, it was a pleasure to to be able to do this with you um, after getting to know, know you and Guild content here the last couple of months. Yeah, man. No, it's a it's a blast. And and some some of these conversations I get to have um, with folks like you, I lots of times I know like deep roots of their story because they're either, you know, have been around us a long time or grew up in KC or whatever. Um, right. So I'm, I'm eager. I know you at like a three inch deep level. <laughs> I'm looking forward yeah. to like exploring the whole root system with you today. It'll sure. be good. Um, so, so for those that don't know you or Moe's, um, kind of walk us into, you know, set the stage, so to speak, like give us a quick insight into who you are and your family and your, and your, your business. And then we'll, uh, we'll kind of wind you back all the way to the beginning. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, first and foremost, you know, it, it, it definitely starts with my family. Um, I'm, I'm blessed. I have a, an amazing wife um, that I met. Uh, we're about to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary. Come on. Congrats. Um, yeah. Yeah. 15 years. But listen, she gets a gold star every day for, for marrying me and putting <laughs> up with me. So, um, so, uh, but then I have a, I have an amazing 11 uh, year old about to be 12. Um, he's uh, super into sports. Um, uh, just on the go all the time. And then um, my little princess, uh, Tenley, she's six years old. Uh, Gavin's 11, my, uh, Tinley's six, um, and she is uh, well beyond her years. She's six going on 30. Um, so, <laughs> uh, awesome. yeah, 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 she's, uh, people joke all the time, she's me in a, uh, just in the female form, and, and I'm like, oh, God bless everybody out there <laughs> for that, <laughs> um, and her future husband. But, uh, no, no, so so for me, it starts with them. It starts with the three of them. That's what I get up and I do everything for on a daily basis. Um, and so it's a... Uh, uh, you know, I have a passion. Um, I have a passion for people. I have a passion for, um, you know, watching people grow and, and be successful. Um, and, and so this job, you know, or I should say, you know, owning, owning Moe's has afforded me to do that. Um, Moe's is, uh, um, for those that may not know, uh, we're 670 restaurants on the East, you know, East coast, more, more East of the Mississippi. Um, you know, our, our largest competitor is Chipotle. Um, but we're just a little bit different, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, we're fun. Um, you, you walk in, you get the big welcome to Mo's, um, and, and we're, uh, we're, we're all about having fun. Um, we're all about enjoying the, having, the, having our guests enjoy the experience, but also our staff and our, and our, and our folks within our restaurant enjoy being there and having a little bit of fun. Um, 
we have a saying within our within our organization that we want to change the world one burrito at a time. And, and quite honestly, you know, Justin, you know, if you take keep it that small and that simple, it just it's really cool to to see people flourish and and, and fly with whatever whatever they want to do. Man, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you had me at burrito, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how did you get? Well, let me let me ask it this way: Where did you grow sure. up? Like, what's kind of your story? I know where you live today, but I don't think I think you're from from further south than even where you are now, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, look, I'll, I'll take you all the way back to the beginning. I grew up in South Carolina. I was born and raised uh, in the northwest corner of, uh, in Greenville, South Carolina area is my hometown. Um, huge Clemson Tiger fan. Of course, Go Tigers. can't be. Um, Could not be right. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I grew up there, uh, went to college, a small college there in South Carolina, um, worked for a company out of college, Penske Truck Leasing, um, mm-hmm. which is headquartered where I currently live today in Reading, Pennsylvania. And when I was up here for training, um, I met my wife. Um, it was just a, it was a happenstance. Um, she was a senior at Kutztown University and my server one night. Um, at a at a Smoky Bones restaurant, which oh, that's conversely awesome. was only about a quarter mile down the road from where our first Mose is. Oh, that's awesome! So um, yeah, so so we got married um, 2006. She moved to South Carolina for a little while, um, and then when we had this idea, this harebrained idea to, to start a restaurant, um, you know, it was I fell in love with the brand, um, and I think that's where it really needs to start with. In 2003, I ate at Mose for the first time. That welcome Mo's environment had me pulled in the burritos, the talk, you know, the, the the free chips and salsa, everything that it, that Mo's stood for, the the colors and everything. I became a brand ambassador, is what it was. Mm-hmm. And so every person that I talked to, my family, I took to a Mo's. And then when Courtney and I met and started dating, I took her to a Mo's for the first time, and she didn't like it. And I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be a little tough. This is my favorite place. We're gonna have to figure <laughs> this one out for you." <laughs> So she felt, you know, just like most customers with us, she ended up finding something that she liked and she really loved it. And then we became, um, um, you know, huge brand ambassadors, so much so that she would never let us go to the same pose twice in the same week because she didn't want people to think we're weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then, and uh, like I said, we got married in 2006. Her first present, um, like her first birthday present for me during our, our marriage, I bought her a dog and his name is Mo um after the brand um so she had this whole idea she wanted to build him a, a dog house and said welcome to mo's and all this other thing and so um but but he, he, he was our mo and uh we hadn't even bought into the brand yet um fast forward the recession hit in 2008 um you know i was in sales uh i'd, I'd left penske and went to another company um but i had always had this uh this itch to own my own business mm. And, you know, I was at a place where, you know, I thought I could take the leap of faith. Uh, I had met with several people um, and I had asked a bunch of questions, you know, uh, within the organization, uh, within with already franchisees uh, where I was. So I said, hey, let, let's let's give it a shot. So um, we her her um, we called her parents and said, hey, we, we, we are we are looking to do this. Uh, we are looking to open a restaurant. Um, but we don't want to do it in South Carolina because there's fully saturated. So we thought we'd do it in Pennsylvania. They were like, great, you know, you're moving back, you know, Courtney moving back. Everybody's you know, super happy. Right. Um, my wife was pregnant at the time and we were like, well, there's one caveat here to it. <laughs> we're going to need to, we're going to need to live with you for <laughs> until long we get this up, right. uh, you know, up and running. So they said, no problem. They were, they were amazing about it. 
they partnered with us in the, in the, in the first deal, you know, in the deal. Um, so then what we went, um, we, we packed everything up, um, including our, at the time, because, uh, Gavin was born in May of 09 and July of 09. We, we, we packed up. So we had a three month old, we packed uh, up, moved, uh, moved to Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, and, uh, moved and packed into the room my wife grew up in. <laughs> so, um, it, it was a, it was a, it was an awesome experience. Um, obviously, you know, it was great to have that, um, that support from, you know, from her parents and, um, uh, with that. And then, you know, we opened the restaurant in December of 09 and away we went, we signed a one store deal, um, all the way back then mm. and, you know, opened the store. And so that's kind of how we got started. That's an amazing story, dude. How yeah. did, um, and, and again, this is sorry for the silly question, but how do, yeah. when you first thought, Hey man, like I want to open a Moe's restaurant, like what'd that look like in 09? Were you making calls to the corporate office? Like how, how did they vet you, give you the green light? Like what, what did some of the, um, Hey, I want to open a franchise conversations look like? Yeah. So, um, you know, back then, you know, when you start a business, you know, they always say, you know, that the, the the rule of thumb is the worst, the worst do is open a restaurant (laughs) because that's the, it's the hardest thing to do. Um, but you you know, for me, it was, you know, I, I have a sales background, so I'm, I'm, I'm all about questions. You know, I've always been a big proponent of, you know, the questions always, or sorry, the answers always know if you don't ask the question. Mm. So that's, that's kind of how it started. Um, I, I sent up, there's a, you know, there's a little link on, um, on their website for interest. And so they called me and we talked about it. You know, they interviewed me, went through the interview process, um, you know, financials and things like that. But, you know, I was the one that's, uh, that seek, uh, or that set, you know, look, looked up most, I guess, um, and sought after them more so than they sought after me. Um, so that's how the process kind of got started. Uh, the process, if you know, then that's where the, the, the 08 experience really got, Mm -hmm. um, really got a little, little hairy because, um, I, uh, we, we, we were able to, you know, raise the capital piece, um, to, for, for a, from a loan, for a loan perspective and for, you know, what Moe's wanted. Um, however, you know, then you have the build out piece. <laughs> so that was, that was the difficult part place. Mm-hmm. I talked to 50 mm-hmm. different lenders before we got approved. 50? Um, 50. Damn. 50 different lenders. Yeah. It was difficult. I mean, and, and how I even got, you know, you know, that last door that really opened for us, was just me talking to somebody. They knew somebody. They knew somebody, and it just and it just worked. And and um, away we went. So that's that's uh, that's how the whole franchising process usually you know worked for me. Um, it's not always like that. You know if, you know you know you're either you know sought after, or if you have interest and then you go um, you go talk to the brand. I mean I signed a one store deal, and I was. The last one store deal that that uh, Moe's signed, um, I think ever, you know. So that, I think that was the that was uh, now you have to do like three to five restaurants now when you sign a deal. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So so yeah. you've got a three month old in tow. You're living in your wife's childhood bedroom. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. uh, you you've got you know you, you've figured out the loan piece. Um, you've got loads of sales experience, but zero restaurant experience. It sounds like, 
Um, well, maybe Courtney had some, it sounds like. Um, and then you, you build out the first Moe's. What was that mm-hmm. experience like? What was that launch like? What, what, how did that go? Yeah. So, um, I did have a little restaurant experience being okay. in, in the, in college, um, but nothing from a management perspective or anything like that, but the, you know, the understanding I waited tables and stuff. Um, but, but the experience, um, was interesting. So in October of 09, I flew to Atlanta, sorry, drove to Atlanta, uh, with, uh, with a guy that I hired. Um, and we went and learned Mo's. We learned how to run a Mo's. So we were there for three weeks. We got back. Um, and you know, we, we, we opened the restaurant. I mean, you know, you had all the, the different little things that you just don't think about when you go into a restaurant, but you know, we were, you know, receiving all the pans and the, you know, the small, you know, like all the utensils and things like that and washing them. So, so you go through, you build a marketing plan, um, which I was, I was comfortable doing that. So, uh, you know, it was nerve wracking, but it was super exciting in the beginning. I mean, it was so new and fresh and, you know, this was a dream come true. And, um, you know, it, it, it I mean, still today, I mean, I, I get chills just thinking about you know, that whole process and, and what we went through, um, and then we opened and then, and then it became a reality. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where it, it changed from being, um, this is a super, you know, awesome experience to, uh, all right, this is, <laughs> this is where the rubber really meets the road and, and you have a business to run. Um, and that was, that was pretty frightening. Um, sure. and it was difficult. It was, a, it was a difficult, um, it was a difficult go. You had your ups and downs, you had your ebbs and flows, um, I remember specifically after about six months, um, because again, at this time, I, like I said, I had a three month old and my wife was, you know, uh, Courtney was working in the business as well. So we were, you know, we were kind of passing in the night, if you will. Mm. Um, and I really didn't see my son for, you know, a good, you know, better part of two years of him, uh, of him being, you know, alive. I was in the restaurant and stuff, mm. but that was always by design. Um, because I knew that if I put in the work then, you know, the, the fruits of my labor, you know, at the time when I want to, you know, when, when the memories and all that, that mm. I, I, I won't be missing that. Um, but it was difficult. I mean, the first six months, uh, it flew by and, and we were closing the restaurant one night. We sat down on the curb in the parking lot and I just looked at her and I said, what the hell do we do? <laughs> you know, what, uh, you know, but but it was, you know, mm. we did it together. Uh, it was reassuring. You know, we mm. both reassured ourselves that this is going to be the path that um, that we wanted to do. Uh, when you get into when you get into owning your own business, I mean, you, you, most people, some people do it for different reasons. Um, you know, obviously, you know, profit's not a dirty word. If you think about that, I, mm. you know, aspect and in, in a living. Um, but it, it definitely is. Mm. It's definitely more difficult. It, it, it when when you're in it and you're doing it every day. Mm. Um, and so it was, it was very difficult, but it was challenging and it became fun. Um, and then, you know, we had a, we had a, we had a good open, um, Chipotle was never supposed to come into our market, but they ended up coming to our market in 2010, um, a year after we had opened in the market. And it was a pretty difficult, you know, sales year in 2011, uh, in June of 2011, we were down, um, what was it? June of 2011, we were down 35 oh percent for the first six months. Oh boy! And I was like, "Oh my goodness, what do we do?" So I just I threw a book bag on and and went to sell, and that's what I did. I had mm. menus and 
cards and everything else. And by the end of the year in 2011, we were only down by 2% in sales Dude, for a full boy. year. Yeah, and then 12, and then 12, we exploded. We were up 25% in sales. And so it was just, and every year after that, we, we grew and grew and grew in that, in that particular restaurant. Um, and it was different. It was definitely, definitely challenging, had its moments. Um, you know, I didn't know how to be a business owner, but, but you, you persevere through it and you, you figured it out. But the, but the, at the end of the day, and people have asked me all the time, and I was just with a prospective franchisee last week and they asked me and said, do you still have fun? And that every time it's always yes, no matter how bad or, you know, um, or how difficult it can be in, in, in our industry or any industry, a business owner for that matter, you know, it's still fun. And, and that's what I've always advised people when they want to get into doing something that they want to own their own business or they want to, you know, whatever they want to do, you better make sure that every day that you're going to get up and have fun with it. Cause if you don't, it's it's a very it's going to be a it's a long difficult life to not enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, preach, man. <laughs> you you, uh, <laughs> you you said so well, but I feel like it deserves um, some further time and unpacking. You 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 sat on the curb in 2009 2010, saying, "What the hell do we do?" Yeah, um, and, and then in 2012, the business exploded, or at least in that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's. You know, in 2021, easier to say, right? And right. when you're sitting on that curb, like, what prompted the shit? This is really freaking hard. Like, what what are we doing? Like, what prompted that? Was it um, lack of sales? Was it lack of profit? Was it stress? Was it hours? Was it all of the above? Yeah, I mean, I've I've got my own version of the same story, and so I'm just curious, yeah. like, if you if you you know elaborate yeah, on the yeah. curb moment. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it's um. You know what we, I think it's, I think across all business owners, I would I would have a, I would have no problem in feeling really comfortable in saying this. What we typically do, you know, whether whatever it is, I built burritos for a living, right? I mean, we made burritos. It's not hard, you know, putting chicken and rice on a burrito. That's not hard, but the people, the oh, people man. make it hard. Mm. You know, uh, and and those are moments that you know managing people, managing different personalities, managing, um, you know, you know, at any given point of the day, at that point in time, I went from being a dishwasher to a business owner and everything mm-hmm. in between an accountant, you know, all you know, scrubbing for us, going, you know, and it was just hard. The hours are long. Um, you know, it was, you know, I was there open to close every single day and, and I did it for, for, you know, that long time frame. Um, and then just the, you know, you feel, you know, sometimes feel a little sorry for yourself. And you know, that moment on the curb, I did, um, you know, you beat down and, and, um, but, but at that, you know, that, that's what that moment felt like at that moment in time. But as we talked more and, and, and her feeling kind of mutual, we gave up a lot to mm-hmm. do this. I and mean, this is we, you look back and you go, Oh my goodness, look at my life that we gave mm-hmm. up to, to be sitting here on a curb going, what the hell we do. Mm-hmm. But we both sat there and told each other that, if it wasn't supposed to be this way, then it would never have happened before. Mm-hmm. Right. It would never, the, the doors, you know, and, and, and my faith really brings me along with that too, that, you know, if, if God had not allowed and, and had those doors open for us when they did it, then it wasn't supposed to meant to be. Yeah, so true. that was something that just kind of, you know, you, you, you get back up on that horse. Yeah. You got the crap beat out of you, right. You, you just, you got the crap kicked out of you and, but you got back up and you're all right. Let's do this. So, um, and for, and another thing for me, you know, I'm, I'm huge, huge sports fan. 
and and football is a passion of mine and i still coach today and i love coaching it but that's one thing about football that teaches you you know you're gonna there's gonna be bigger stronger faster kids they're gonna be always bigger stronger faster no matter what but if you get up and you keep coming back and you keep coming back and, and you keep giving that effort then one day when they take the day off and you don't you'll become better than they will and so that's what it is about me. You know, that's, that was the passion. That was what got me off that curb is like, you know what? I'm not going to be defeated. You know, we're having a hard moment, but it's just a moment in time. You got to keep pressing, pressing forward, moving forward. And, um, and that's what we did. And that's what we did. That's amazing, dude. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm thankful that you'd unpack it because I'm, I'm in my own process thinking so much more lately about, you know, the concept of, of decades and not days. You know, right. the, the day of you and Courtney sitting on the gutter was pretty brutal. Like, that actual day sucked. Um, mm-hmm. but, the, the, but the perspective of what does this look like in a decade is, is a different perspective and a different reality. And, and I think, I mean, you nailed it. Like, that football example of, hey, just keep showing up. Keep doing the work. Keep being, you know, I've even scribbled on my notes here next to me, like, for you, this theme, this huge theme of persistence and just the disip- the daily discipline to wash the dishes and show up and then lock the restaurant at the end of the night. <laughs> like that, yeah. that is, it, you're right. In, in, in one sense, that's not complicated. Like you said, like putting chicken and rice on a burrito is not complicated, mm-hmm. but the ability to do that consistently over time is, is how you've, you know, I, I want to hear the story, but it's, it's likely a huge piece of how you've gone from one restaurant to 12. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and and listen, it's something that was, you know, um, you know, I, I had a hunger. I've always been competitive. It's it's, it's a huge competitive thing with me. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, I, I, I believe the world's a good place. I don't think there's, I don't think it's an evil world. I believe that, um, you know, you can, you know, my mom, told me, uh, you know, you can put, you can put whatever you put your mind to, you can do. And I really truly believed that. And it was one of those things that everybody always says, but I, I really believed it. I mean, I believed whatever, no matter what, that I could accomplish if I just put my mind to it and, and I didn't make excuses. And that's one of the things that I think that a lot of, it gets in a lot of people's way. And, and listen, you know, I, 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 you know, I, my parents were divorced when I was six, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't talk about my past, uh, you know, and, and where I was or anything like that, but, you know, I didn't have a bad childhood. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, you know, but, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, uh, I w- wasn't going to the country club <laughs> to have dinner, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yep. You know, you know, I, I, I worked every bit for what I had and I paid for school and you just keep going and you just keep mm-hmm. fighting, keep moving and moving forward. Because the days are the days may be long, you know, like you were talking about that day that sucked and the days may be long, but the years are really short. Mm. Right. I mean, and they go so fast. So every day you get up, make it count because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed the next moment. So I think that's one of the things that motivated me to keep going and going and going. Mm. Listen, I, I don't get up. I mean, right now, I'm, you know, it sounds like a lot of rainbows and butterflies, but it's not. It's, it's really not because there's days that you get up and you just, you know, you don't want to deal. But. As a business owner, for me, you know, I talked about in the very beginning, I got the three that I do it for with Courtney and Gavin and Tenley. But but for me as a business owner, I also have 150 people that count on me every day, every single day. So, you know, 
you better get up and you better be ready to be ready to go after it because that's there's that's a lot of not just those 150 people but the way i look at it is they all have families they all have you know some have kids some have spouses some have you know car payments they got you know whatever it may be that if i don't get up and 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 i give it my all every day then i'm letting all them down And, and that's just not that's that's the that's the fun about it that's the fun about it yeah. Yep. Amen, man. The, the, our, our 150 is 12, so it's different, but those 12, I mean, it's like, yeah, they've got, they've got kids in high school and they've got brand new marriages and they've got moms that are sick and they've got challenges in their personal life, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, you, you, you got to get up, man. You got to keep going. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, it's so true. How, how did, yeah, I'm sure it's a, it's a long conversation, but I'd love to hear how did the one store, one restaurant model start to grow for y'all? Yeah. So, um, we opened another store and so, you know, we, we went from, you know, 09, 10, 11, 12. Um, and, and then in there we, we bought another location, um, kind of, kind of jumped a little bit too quick. I got a little too ambitious, but I thought this thing I could go, you know, could go pretty quickly. Um, so we bought, a bought another location, uh, the location was not what we anticipated. Um, uh, but the landlord and I came to kind of a negotiate, you know, that actually they came to us and said, Hey, we, we, if you don't want the space, if you don't want to be here, we'll take it back from, you know, you know, no questions asked. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> so we were able to, we were able to transition that location to another location in 2013, closer to, you know, basically the East side, West side of, of, of Reading. Um, and so we had two stores and, um, we, uh, had two really good managers, you know, things were great. Um, not going to lie. I mean, it was, a I had a, I had a really good thing going, mm-hmm. but my people I could tell were, were getting a little antsy, you know, they were ready to grow themselves. And, and, and I made that commitment to them. I said, look, mm-hmm. when we're ready to grow, I'll know it and I'll see what it is in you. And, and I have, I try, you know, I want to see you be successful. And so, um, again, back to that idea of, you know, I wanted to go see how far I could push myself. Um, mm-hmm. so we started looking, we started looking and, um, ended up partnering with, uh, uh, franchisee, um, closer to the Philadelphia market. He had several restaurants and, and he and I partnered, uh, partnered together. Um, and we, so we went from, uh, two restaurants to seven. He Jeez. had five restaurants, Philadelphia and then Delaware. And he and I partnered together. And became, um, which is, which he's been an absolute, uh, godsend to me. He, mm. He's a huge mentor to me and, and, um, he's, uh, been doing it a very, very long time and, uh, in, incredible. Um, so then, so that was 2016, 17 that we did that. Uh, we got things going really well there and, you know, changed some things around. And, um, I knew the most side of the brand, um, and, and he was a new franchisee kind of in the system. So it just worked well. He had a lot of knowledge, um, had a lot of experience in restaurants, and then, um, but I had the Moe's foundation, and I had the people. So, and I, so, so I brought my people along. We grew. Um, and then in 2019, uh, there was another franchisee in the kind of our west side of the market, central market of PA, uh, that she had some restaurants. And kind of the same uh, kind of the same thing is you know, foundationally that was there, but, but needed some, needed some opportunity to kind of work well together. Um, and so all three of us combined forces, um, to, to 
have 12 restaurants together. So that's kind of how it how it grew in from one to 12. So a little different, mm-hmm. a little different than, than, you know, one at a time. Um, it went it went pretty quickly, you know, boom, <laughs> really fast, um, which then presented itself with a whole different set of challenges as, as a, as a leader of a company. So, um, and within our organization, we talk of it like a spear. Um, there's three of us and and on a spear, there's three, but I'm, I'm at the tip of the spear. So, um, and we all have our functionalities and what we do. Um, but, but the, but the, the day-to-day marketing and pretty much, you know, all facets of everything, you know, it, it is, it is under my leadership. So, um, Definitely interesting, uh, going from two to 12. Um, so that was, uh, that's, that's the story on yeah. how I got to 12. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I, I yeah. knew, I knew you yeah. as 12, not as one to two to seven to 12. Um, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. You, 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 you kind of hinted at there are different challenges leading an organization when there's 12 stores and 150 mm-hmm. people versus two. Uh, mm-hmm. what are some of those? Yeah, so um, they're 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 one of the things that that my one of my business partners said. His name's Jeff, and he said he's like it's it's not necessarily that the the time or or the um the physical aspect of it. It's just the mental aspect of it, and it's you you can't be in all places at one time. Mm. So you have to trust. You have to build into people. Um, you know, when I had one restaurant, you know, you had to call off. I went and did it. You know, I went and said, okay, I'm just going to go. I'll go in and work that shift or we found the right person. It was a little bit easier. Um, you know, you had different, you were more hands-on, you could be there every single day and you could be there as long as you wanted to. So your impact was much greater. Um, when you went to two, you know, you know, it was a little bit less time. You split yourself 50, 50, but it's still that impact. You could still have a great impact. When you went to, when I went to seven, obviously the impact got less and less and less and you didn't have you, you didn't have the ability to be at every every place every day it was just impossible every week you could um so you had to put more trust you know you had to spend more time where you couldn't necessarily always spend that time with an individual maybe like with just a regular team member you had to really focus on spending your time with the leader of that restaurant and the leaders of the restaurant you know from the the general manager, the assistant manager, and the shift leader. So that's where you spend a lot of your time when you're in the restaurant. Um, and then when you go to 12, you know, I have, I have di- three district managers um, that all have four restaurants apiece and then a general manager in every restaurant. So now you're at, you're at a level that, that you're putting all of your, your more systems into place. You know, um, before we didn't, we didn't execute every uh, with seven. We didn't have like calls every week or anything like that. Now we have, structure a lot more structure in the day every monday we have district calls you know for each district that i'm on um and then on tuesdays we have a district manager call and so you're 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 getting more impact quicker um and you're having more uh more high level calls or having high level impact meetings than maybe before where you're spending all day in a restaurant rolling a burrito side by side with somebody uh, it just doesn't happen anymore. Um, you know, I can only visit, there's only so much time in a day. So I get, you know, my goal is to visit each restaurant at least once, um, uh, once every month. So that's kind of that impact, but, but it's all about communication and that's where we got better. You know, 2020 was tough and, and, and but we got better at communication 
because we use technology to do it. You know, Zoom calls, uh, FaceTime, whatever it may be. But that's what we did. It was it's all about communication so that whatever we talk about, you know, at, at, a, at maybe a 30,000 foot view, that what we communicate down, it gets to, to the levels that needs to. So um, that's the biggest key is communication that I've learned. And then the high impact visits that you have to make, you have to be very diligent in what you do mm. when you're with your people. You have to make sure that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, when you're paragraphing the, uh, and, and, you know, um, when you're, when you're writing a paragraph and when you're a kid and you're like, well, how long does the paragraph have to be? Right. You know, do I have to, how many words do I have to have? Well, you want it short enough. You want it long enough to cover the topic or short enough to keep it interesting. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the thing is when you're making those high impact visits and you're talking to folks is you got You got to make sure you cover the topic, but keep it short enough to keep their interest so they can, cause they're, they're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to, to, to listen to every little moment that you got. Cause they got so many other things that they're moving you know, moving towards in their day. I love it, man. I love it. I've got, there's a couple routes. I want to, I want to go this one first. Um, the, you know, your culture and you've, 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 you have used the word several times fun, right? Like the culture's fun. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Moe's. The brand's fun. Eating a burrito is always fun. Like no matter the occasion. Um, and, and I'm like the king of making these like dramatic, like ridiculous extremes, right? So on one on one end, you've got this like super fun, nimble, you know, laid back, authentic burrito rolling culture, right? Mm-hmm. On the other end, you've got like high structure, highly corporate, like rigid system. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. what you're doing, but how do you how do you again as the organization has evolved? This is a therapy question for me, perhaps, as the organization has evolved, how do you balance the, the like beautiful need for both? Oh, that, that's a great question. So, um, listen, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm a huge Dabo Sweeney, uh, fan, right? Dabo Sweeney is the head coach of Clemson. And, and that, that guy is, uh, is, is, is awesome. So one of the things he talks about all the time is fun is in the winning, right? Mm. Um, but, but what goes into that winning? Um, and, and one of the things that we talk about is, is the process and what you have to do and to keep the fun. Um, so if you don't make it about the scoreboard and you make it about the details every single day, you'll look up at the scoreboard and you'll know that you won. And so that's, that's the thing that we try to do within our organization is, is follow the process and, and make sure that every detail of every single day is going on the way that it was designed because if you do that it makes your job easier it makes everybody happier it makes everybody have more fun and so it's that kind of process and detail and structure that will get to the fun now at any point in time if that's the first thing i always ask is like do we follow the process and nine times out of ten they'll say no and that's where the fun breaks down (laughs) because when people are i mean it's just the truth in organizations when people are you know, for me, and I tell my GMs and, and my managers all the time, everything starts when you hire the person. You know, it starts when you're interviewing that person. If you hire the right person, you train them the right right way, and you show them the process, then you got them for life. And you ha- and that's the culture that we build. You know, I, I am I am methodical with training. You know, I've, I've, I was just with a a new general manager that we just hired. And I'm like, how do you like it? How do you like it? And he's like, man, we, 
I feel good about it, but I just don't know any admin stuff. I don't know any administrative side of it. I'm like, okay. So, but can you roll a burrito? Absolutely. How do you feel with the guest interaction? I feel wonderful about it. All right, tell me about this. Tell me about that. And so we went through this whole process of, of, of what he feels that he can, I'm like, can you run a shift? Can you interact with guests? Can you interact with your employees? Absolutely. I can do all that. So, well, so that's, that's the foundational element of my business. And my business is the guest comes first and the process of keeping that guest happy to continue to make them come in. Then you can have fun with your people in your store and you can have fun when you leave here because you felt like you did a good job at work for that guest interaction. Administrative stuff doesn't mean anything about that. I can teach you that part. But what I need you to do is focus on what, what truly matters in our, in, in, our, in our industry, which is the guest. And not only the guest that's in front of them, but the guest that's beside them in their restaurant, meaning their, their staff. And so that's how we have fun in the restaurant. It's all about the process. And, you know, it sounds it sounds cliche, but I, I've bought into it. And, and, I, and anybody that follows it, it's just it just makes things so much easier. Uh, and, and that's, you know, again, I'm a simple human being. I'm all about the kiss method. You know, keep it simple, stupid. You know, <laughs> excuse me. Let me, nope. let me be politically correct. Nope, let me be good. politically correct. Keep keep it simple, silly. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm, I am. I'm, I'm a simple human being. You know, it, it, it's it's uh, it's just that. You follow the process and everybody's trained and everybody feels good about what they're doing. They're going to have fun. Mm. Um, but every now and then, you know, that's, you know, what I have, what I've been teaching and talking about and, and letting them learn is, is if you find somebody trying to mess that up, then we need to have that conversation and it's okay to move them out of the process and promote them to customer. There's nothing wrong with that. If we have to alleviate somebody from our team, because it's so important to protect what you have. Because once you have it, it's an awesome thing to watch. It's an awesome thing to watch them grow. But and to make sure that everybody's working well together. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to have fun. That's awesome, man. I, I I don't know if there could have been a better answer to that question. <laughs> that was amazing. It was amazing. Well, I, <laughs> I can't take credit for all of it. I mean, like I said, I, I've studied a lot. I've studied a lot of what he does and others that have built organizations and how they do. And, you know, that's something as business owners, if you stop thinking that you know everything or you start thinking you know everything, that's the day that you start losing. Game because over. it's just yeah, not, I mean, it's, it's over. You've yeah. got to continue to evolve. You've got to continue to learn and you have to continue to find other ways because it's, you know, the, the world changes in a, in a moment. So you better not stand still. Yep. Speaking of, you 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 ushered me right into it, man. Um, the other big route I want to hear your, your experience on was, you know, March 2020. We, you, you, you like the rest of us, got, got thrown into an entirely new um, world, number one, business model, number two. How did, how did, you know, the tip of the spear approach an unwelcomed intruder with a pandemic. Like, I, I, walk us through like um, that journey for y'all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was definitely, it was definitely a difficult time. Like, just, just like most people. Um, you know, we, I'll never forget. And and my wife and I joke, you know, several times. I was in Atlanta when it happened. Um, I'll never forget. You know, I was March, March eleventh. We were at dinner. Um, I was talking to, you know, the brand president was on one side, uh, VP of ops on the other. And then we had a bunch of franchisees and we we're all just chit chatting. And, you know, we first walked in the room, it was, you know, you'd heard about COVID and people were like, well, we're just going to bump elbows. I'm like, no, nah, give me a, you know, we were, 
Uh, it was just kind of funny. And, and we, you know, it, it, when you put yourself back there and how funny you, everybody just kind of, you know, like, whatever, it's not, this isn't, a, this isn't a thing. But then it got, you know, in a 45 minute span over dinner, it went from mm-hmm. the NBA was canceled, you know, college basketball started getting canceled and other stuff started getting canceled and it was real. And then all of a sudden Tom Hanks had COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was really real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, um, it was, it was an experience, but you still just didn't know. And then the next morning we start in our meeting and, and, and the brand president starts talking about, you know, he was with McDonald's when they had the tsunamis over in Japan and what they went through. And he was just going through this whole scenario. And he's like, we got three scenarios. And I vividly remember going, we are not in, we are not in scenario one or two. We are in scenario three. Mm-hmm. Cause you could just tell the sense of what was going on. And at that time I, te- I texted my wife and I said, all I said to her, this is going to bankrupt us. And I just turned it back over, my phone back over. And of course, that was probably not the smartest thing to do because then I ended up getting, you know, a thousand text messages where I Wait, couldn't What do you really mean? What happened? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, you know, look, it, it, it was scary. You just didn't know. You didn't have an understanding. Um, so then on that Sunday, I got on a call and I was on the, I was on the phone for like 10 hours. Um, and at that moment in time, that Sunday is where, where I really, I think it was March 15th is where it really kind of sunk in that this is going to change our life, uh, what we know today. And then the business started, you know, then the business aspect of it and people, you know, you know, everybody starting shutting down dining rooms and everybody in quarantine and, you know, just the, 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 the realism of what was happening moment by moment and change by change and minute by minute, what, what was changing. Um, it was scary. I mean, it was, it was absolutely scary. I mean, I, I did, I thought we were going to lose everything. Um, but I had someone, you know, really kind of, you know, kind of put it best is, you know, what else are they going to take from you? They're not going to take your family. They're not going to take who you are. So that's the worst case scenario. So we build from there. So, you know, and, and that was like, that was really reassuring, um, to, to hear that. And they were right. I mean, and it was, it was again, my business partner, Jeff, and he, he was right about it. I mean, he was like, you know, what else can, what else can happen? Like, you're not alone. You're not alone going through this. There are millions of people that are going through this. So, you know, we were like, all right, that's all I needed to hear. And so again, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I kind of, I, you know, funny thing is, is it was that moment in time in 2009, um, sitting in that curb going, what the hell do we do? And then how, and then how do we get out of it? So he kind of like, mm. you know, I just kind of dusted myself off and said, you know, let's go get it. I mean, there's, there's, there's no, there's no one going to stop us now except ourselves. And so we have to, here's the rules. We learned how to play in the rules before. So now we got to learn how to play in the rules today. And so, um, it took about, it took about a week. You know, I called each one of my, my people and I said, look, we're, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This is going to be war and this is going to be hell. Are you on my board? Are you on board or not? And if right now you're not, I am okay with that. I won't think mm-hmm. anything differently, but if we go, if we go to war, I need to know that you're going to be there with me and every one of them. And, and, and Man, cool. you know, forgive me. I'm, I, I don't want to get emotional about this one, but they did. They, they, they stepped up and, and they went after it and um, mm-hmm. we all had to do what we had to do. You know, you had to, my district manager went back in the restaurants and they were working 60 hours a week in the restaurants. You know, I was, I became the super DM, um, you know, on all these calls and trying to figure out financially how we were going to do this, what we were going to do. 
you know, you know, obviously dropped, you know, every bit of, you know, didn't even worry about my, about my side of it. Our goal was to make sure that every single person was paid and they were not going to lose their money. And we made a commitment as an organization that we were not going to get rid of our managers. We were going to see them through the other side of this, no matter what it took. It took every ounce Mm. of, of financial, you know, um, dollars that we had, we were not going to get rid of them. We were going to keep everybody. So that happened. Mm. And that was the beginning portion of it. That was March, uh, a tough March, but then, you know, April started getting here, got a little sunshine in us. Um, and then we started, you know, franchisees, all of us, there was a, there was a small group of us that kind of got together and said, Hey, you know, we got to start making some changes. We got to start being different on how we, you know, serve our food. Um, the biggest thing for us was for guests to know that we were still open, that we were essential. So that took a lot, you know, that was back to that, you know, me back in 2011 with a book bag, you know, here we go. This is what we do. <laughs> we're open. We're here for you. Um, we made a, you know, we made it them understand that you know, we were writing, you know, handwritten letters in every bag for every one of our guests, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you're supporting not only, you know, it's not that you're supporting a corporation. You're supporting every single individual that, that handles this food. And we just thanked the community. I mean, it was just – and our communities got behind us, and they were awesome. And then we – you know, then this idea came out of, of you know, instead of people coming to us, we went to them, mm. you know, from a, from creating a, a uh, an opportunity for them to, you know, quote – you know, kind of like a half you know like a drive-through at someone's house where they didn't even have to get out of their food the contact was you know food drop off and things like that they you know where we were going to their communities and doing these meal kits and letting them pick them up and then somewhere along the way <clears throat> we said you know what there are organizations that are not getting you know they, they are getting crushed right now a lot of nonprofits and people that have been raising money typically they've lost all this opportunity I said you know what we this is how this is how we pick each other up this is how, what we do. We're here for our community. So we said, you know, let's let's go see if people want to do, still do fundraisers. So we got into this whole thing where we're doing meal kits as fundraisers, and we were we were the first restaurant in our or in our area to start fundraisers back. And and we didn't do that. We did it out of a necessity, absolutely. We wanted, to, but we also wanted to make sure that we were all in this together, and we wanted to prove that we were in this together to get to the other side because we knew there's always another side. And we're still not home yet. We're still not quite there, but we're so much closer than we were last year. So it was tough. But the more and more we we kept being out there in the community and saying, we got this together. Let's do this together. We continue to work. We continue to get back. And then obviously, you know, we were able to take advantage of, you know, some of the funding that that got us through. Mm. Um, and and it did. I mean, it, it's it definitely it definitely helped us, you know, uh, survive. But we kept pushing the needle. We kept getting more creative about how people used us and how I use our business. And we just we, we quit worrying about we just put our heads down and went to work. Right. I mean, that's that's what we did. It was a tough two weeks in the beginning of March. That is for sure. But at that moment in time, it was like, you got to go get it or it's not going to no one's going to no one's going to um, give it to you. So you have to go after it. So that's what we did as an organization. And. And today we're stronger for it. I mean, we are we, we were able to take care of our people. Our people were loyal to us. Uh, we're loyal to them. And again, we 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 put the fun back in rolling burritos. <laughs> it's well said, man. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I know that was uh, yeah. 
uh, you know, even in our own community here, and we're, we're a long way from Reading, PA, but, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget, like, the first time we went out of the house to, like, get carry out, right, from the Mexican place or the pizza place or the, um, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, it was, it was just this, you know, surreal human experience of, like, oh, my God, thanks so much for making this meal for us. Like, it was just, right, I right. mean, really, I mean, outside of, you know, obvious, the obvious exceptions of healthcare workers, doctors, um, the, the true front line on the healthcare side of things. But the the, sure. the restaurant industry was that fabric that uh, kind of held us all together, man, and, 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 and also got hammered the most with all of the different restrictions and, and craziness. So, um, man, as, as, as we wind our time down in this conversation together, I, I do want to give a moment to, you know, a, a guy like you who has – put your head down and gone to work, right? Like you've said that phrase a couple of times um, and it's impossible to know, but like from the 2009 to 2021 version of your story, there's been this, you know, massive influx of, of different things and responsibilities and growth and all of the, all of the things we discussed. What is the next, you know, that's over a decade, but as we're talking about decades, not days here, like um, what's the next decade look like as you, as you have moments of your time to think about that, like what do you envision the next decade looking like? Oh, so it's a, that's a great, that's a definitely great question. Um, Matthew McConaughey gave this speech and um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, that his, uh, his Oscar winning speech that he gave. It's amazing. Um, it's so good. It, it's so, so yeah. So you saw it. So, so in that speech, he talks about, you know, who's his hero and his heroes is himself 10 years from now and always chasing that guy. And so for me, it's that it's, 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 that's what the next decade looks like is chasing my 51 year old self, uh, as I'm, as I'm 41 now, and just making sure that he's super proud of the job that is, that my 41 year old self have done. So, you know, I, what it looks like, you know, I want to continue to grow. Um, and I grow for my people, not, not, not out of, not out of, um, you know, I mean, it's a fun, challenging uh, world that we are in, but, but watching my people grow and in the restaurant industry is one of the last industries that you really can get someone, you know, that if they just are made of the right stuff, right. They, they're just, they're just a good egg and they come to work and they do their job and they, you know, they listen and they train that they can go very far. Mm. They can go as far as they, you know, as far as they, they limit themselves to go. So as, as long as I continue to have people that I see that want to grow and that are getting ready for that next step, for me, that means I'm just going to keep growing and, and we'll grow and, until until a point in time where, you know, I can, you know, I'd like to turn it over to someone else and, and let them do the daily things that I do. Um, let them, you know, grow that person to that next level and give them a life that they, you know, that they, they can be proud of and, and want to do. And then. You know, for me, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't I don't see myself ever as sitting on the sidelines. Uh, I'm just not that kind of person. Um, I would drive myself crazy. If, uh, <laughs> so 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 re the retirement thing has never, ever come in. It's not really in my vocabulary. But, you know, um, one day I, I you know, I, I you know, I, I just want to continue to give people opportunities to, to be, you know, be better themselves. So whatever that looks like, it could be the restaurant industry. It could be, 
you know, something else. Um, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy people. I, I enjoy being around people. I enjoy helping others. So, um, I could see myself, you know, in some sort of consultant role, you know, down the line or, you know, helping other, helping other business owners that, you know, are young, um, you know, at that point in time in the next decade that are, you know, that are just getting started out and, and, and being a, being an ear for them and, and help them whatever way that I possibly can. So, um, it's just always, it's about progression, right? It's always about moving forward. And, and one of the things that I think that's the most important as a, as a society and as humanity is to always continue to help people and bring them along with you on the journey. Cause if you don't, then, then they're going to get left behind. So sometimes you got to pull harder than, 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 than they want to, but, but always leave an impact, leave an impact in some young person's life that, that, uh, you know, you may not know that at any point in time that you're leaving that impact, but, but some words that you say or make may resonate with them that you can, again, change the world one burrito at a time. Let's do it, man. I love it, man. You, uh, you have been just a, a pleasure, my friend to, to get to know on yeah, a deeper level personally, but also for, for you to share your journey and wisdom and, and insights with, um, with the folks who follow along on our journey has been really cool. As you, as you were prepped and, and, uh, and warned, I guess, um, we end the, <laughs> we end the show the same way each time. So, uh, sure. would love to hear your take on, on these five. So number one, um, and now I'm blanking good night. Cause I'm so caught up in, in the moment in our conversation. <laughs> um, I have to go back and look at my notes. So first one, what's the last book that you have read or listened to? Uh, oddly enough, uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Um, great book. Uh, really, really good book. Really insightful. Uh, it, it's kind of like an autobiography, but there's just a lot of there's just a lot of good stuff in there. And um, it, it's it's really good. Really good. Really damn good. I read it too, man. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Number two, favorite T-shirt, like on a, you know, the rare off day. Like what's your go-to T-shirt? My Captain America shirt. My Captain America Marvel shirt is my favorite one. T-shirt, yep. That's awesome. I'm sure a Clemson Tigers one is in the mix too. Um, it, it's it's definitely there. There, that's not that's 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 for sure. But uh, my my cap shirt is always not too far behind. That's great. <laughs> uh, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? Skydive. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't afraid of, afraid of that parachute. I'd I'd love to skydive. That's awesome. Um, the favorite place on earth for you is favorite place on earth for me is um is charleston south carolina uh mm. with with my wife and kids that's for great. sure that's great yeah that's great um cool man last one a little heavier here uh when it's all said and done what do you want to be remembered for being a great father and husband for sure um and just just someone that made that made a small difference in, in people's lives. Mm. That's pretty that's pretty it. That's pretty much it. You're doing it, dude. You're doing it, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Travis, can can folks follow? You know, we got a lot of folks here in the Midwest tagging along. Like, where can they mm. learn more about you? When are you bringing Mo's to KC? You know, big questions <laughs> like that, bro. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I don't, so, I mean, listen, I'm on Facebook and I'm on, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, um, you know, but, but from that, that's really it. Uh, I'm, apparently I need to get a LinkedIn page. I'm being told so, <laughs> but, but, uh, that, that's really it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, if, if everybody wants to ever get you know, touch with me, you know, personally, um, you can always email me at Travis O at burritos, the number two beach.com B E A C H. The idea there is to roll enough burritos to get to the beach one day. So um, that's my email address. So I'll, I'll be more than happy to chat and talk and and uh, you know make impacts wherever I possibly can. It's awesome. You, you ignore? Are you ignoring the Casey question? <laughs> well, well, I'm, uh, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We we man, need some listen, we need we, some Mo's and KC man. Come on. We we get uh, we get some uh, we we get some supply chain uh, out that way that that can help out. You know. It's uh, that that's a that that's a different that's a different world. There actually um, there is one in uh, Columbia, Missouri, so I mean not too far from you. Yeah, on the campus it's worth of there. It. At, it's worth it. Yeah, it's yeah, worth the drive. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, you are uh, you are a treat, brother. Thanks for changing the world one burrito at a time. I love it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Travis. All right. Thanks so much, Justin. Yep. Have a great day. You too. Man. As always, thank you for listening. Your attention is super valuable, so thank you for giving it to us. If you're a fan of the show, please go rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we get to share another great conversation with you, have a great week and let your life tell a meaningful story.